You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Welcome to the Wild 7 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Red. Joining me once again is nobody. It's just me and you, buddy. Um, I have Emily, the intern, managing, you know, engineering, doing her thing, making sure all of these beautiful words, these beautiful immortal words are, are being recorded and stuff. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. she's Her, her mic is a little low or something. So anyway, let's just begin. Um, I'm going to do a little... Uh, experiment with this i'm hoping that one of these little tangents that i go off on can be animated and we can put it on our youtube which i highly encourage everybody to subscribe and share and comment on our youtube we're dropping stuff not daily but we're trying to we have a lot of content that we've been building up over the past several years in making debbie and the devil in making mr red's gruesome stories in april making hollow hour in uh, silent chris making diaspora and channeling and this and that and blah 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 blah, blah. and so many things great things are in the pipeline and uh, basically, we're just going to start, you know, just dropping our stuff. One of the things that we are dropping today, which uh, is a few days before this episode is being dropped, is the Debbie and the Devil animation journals. Um, last year, when I realized I had to be making the animation my fucking self, which was a whole goddamn fucking thing, um, I kept journals like I would have whoever was at the office record me on a day not on a daily basis necessarily I think at the beginning I tried to do it on a daily basis but then afterwards when I got my momentum going with the animation I just you know did it sporadically but I would just record my progress my frustrations my anger it was a dark time the entire movie was on my shoulders and it was pretty nuts I I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad the movie is done. And I'm glad I'm happy with the movie. And we're happy with the movie. Um, speaking of Debbie and the Devil, we are submitting to festivals and stuff. And, you know, we're we're <laughs> trying to find our audience. We want our freaky little baby to find you if you're into freaky little uh, movies. Not freaky little babies. That sounds weird. But, um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a fun time here at The Office. It's a good time here at Wild 7. And so there are a number of things that I would like to sort of rap at you about. And so I think I'll just go in order of my notes. And this is kind of a throwback to our older format when the podcast was just me in my bedroom talking about movies and pop culture shit and stuff like that. And I would like to begin, I suppose... You know what? I'll throw it to intern Emily. Uh, Emily. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to hear me talk about, A, my thoughts on He-Man, the new Masters of the Universe, which was produced by Kevin Smith, released on Netflix this past Friday. I binged it this weekend. Would you like me to talk about Snake Eyes? This movie I went and saw on Saturday. It's called Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe origin story. And again, gang, sometimes the Wild 7 podcast is wild. Sometimes it's very mundane and, and just just a guy talking about this is that kind of show. Or would you like to, me to talk about my kung fu travels? Okay. Or 
What was the other one? Would you like me to talk about my experience in Latinizing myself for April's telenovela by watching telenovelas? I choose number four. Number four? Okay. And that's the, okay. All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> well, then let's, let's, let's load up the bank. Emily, you said all of those ones that you sent me uh, over the, you know, while we were away, those are on bank uh, three. three. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Let me see. Bank three. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Oh, wow. There's other stuff here too. Okay. So to bring the listener up to speed, mm -hmm. I am starring, not in a starring role. I play Padre. Oh, wait, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to slow my roll. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil things. I think, I think April would be okay with what I just said, but, but let me slow my roll. I play a role in a telenovela, which April, the brilliant, beautiful, amazing April. Thank you. Emily. Yes. Emily applause yes. is in order. I love being directed by April. She knows how to treat me special. Actors should be treated special. Right, Emily? Yes, they should. Yes. And I treat my actors special. Whatever they want to be called, I call them. Actor, actress, performer, non-binary, whatever. I don't care. As long as they treated, respected, and appreciated. And April makes me feel that way. Now, one of the challenges of this role, and mind you, I've been in front of camera at this point in my life. I've been in front of camera with the great Brian Cranston. Yes, Emily. Yes, on a Ford commercial. I'm not joking. He shook my hand, Emily. He said, pleasure working with you, Nas Red. He didn't say my name, actually. He just said, pleasure working with you. He was very nice. When the scene was done, he went around to all of us young actors, which I don't consider myself a total actor. I just kind of get lucky sometimes. And uh, he said, pleasure working with you, pleasure working with you. Great guy. He was a nice man. You know what I mean? And so I've been in front of camera a few times, and... Uh, I, I can't really say that I've ever been in front of a camera and I felt uncomfortable. When I, Emily, when I got these, these, these huge commercials, these big commercials, because I'm big time, you know, these were, these were the first auditions I went to, I scored them because I'm a winner. Because that's what Wild 7 is all about. We win. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I got these commercials completely by accident. These commercials completely financed Debbie and the Devil, the beginnings of Debbie and the Devil. They gave us the seed money. You know, so that's why when I experience someone who I, I sense jealousy from them of, of, of my, my uh, in-progress accomplishments, I say, this is God's plan, homie. This ain't mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I say that to them and they get green, they, you know, because they're so jealous. But anyway, so I've been in front of camera and I know how an actor should be treated. And April treats me that way. Now, the thing is, April is somebody that knows how to talk to me, and she knows, she knows how to handle anybody. I've seen April handle a full spectrum of people. I've seen April handle angry security guards that were angry at us and, and, and for lying at them because we were filming where we shouldn't have been filming. April can handle anybody. And I feel safe in April's directorial hands. She knows how to handle me. But here's the, 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 the issue with this role. The entire role is in Spanish, and I do not speak Spanish. I am learning. Poquito. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm learning a little. That's poquito, mm -hmm. you know. 
I uh, there's a gentleman, uh, Emily, that that helps at the house. He's a, he's a craftsman. He's a, he's like a really great carpenter. His name is Jaime. And yesterday I, w- I went up to him. You'd be proud of me, Emily. I said, Jaime, you are chingon. That's good, right? That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, yeah, you know. And I fist bumped him. I was like, hey, Jaime, you're you're a good guy. So I'm learning. And in fact, at the end of my life, I would like Mexico to adopt me because Iran rejects me and America rejects me. But Mexico has always treated me like- uh, Family. Like family, familia. 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 That's right. Buongiorno. Oh wait, that's Italian. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm learning Spanish and I, and in preparation, you know, in fact, uh, Mor- Captain Morgan, the, the other intern, mm-hmm. and there's no other, like you guys are very, have been so, I just want to say this just a quick aside. Our interns, the intern is not the right title. It should be golden soldier. Our golden soldiers, Emily and Captain Morgan, have really made my life easy, have made April's life easier. Things are going really wonderful here at Wild 7, and, and we're, we're, thank you. So I just want to give you applause, you, Emily. Thank, thank you. you so much. Excellent Emily, as Donish <laughs> named you, right? He named you excellent Emily, excellent. right? Excellent Emily. So I'm learning Spanish. And uh, Captain Morgan put in the bank a few of these. Let me just see what this is. Uh, I'm deodas. What does that mean? One more time. Uh, deodas. Uh, de- deodas means like you have you owe. Um, deodas. 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 In fact, now I remember the the context in which this. It was a t- rough word for me. And speaking Farsi, I know how certain sounds can be rough for people that are not native or not speaking those. So deodas, how do you say it? Deodas. Deodas. Do I sound okay? Yeah. Deodas. Okay, so apparently that was a thing for me. Let me see what the... Deodos. 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 Deodas. 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 Think of E and U like almost in the same like bubble. Like deodas. 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 Something well, like that, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's April. That's April directing. That's April teaching me how to say it. That's, um, and then this one is guau. Oh, guau. I learned how to say Wow. Oh, wow? Guau. Guau? Guau. Isn't that? Guau. Because there's a part where I go, uh, guau, es muy cabrón. <laughs> or like, it's like, a character goes like, oh, it's, it's so fucked. Excuse my French, Emily. She goes, oh, it's so messed up. And then I go, guau. No, 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 no. I go, guau, eso es muy grave. Like she goes, it's very serious. serious yeah. And then I go, and then she tells me her predicament. And I go, guau, eso es muy grave. Do I sound good? <laughs> yeah. I sound like an actual, yes. I'm, I'm getting it. Yeah, you're getting it. Wow, yeah, yeah. eso es muy grave. I love it. And the thing is, Emily, thanks mm-hmm. to you, because you put, you know what's funny? This morning I was listening to the one hour compilation that you put together of me mm-hmm. speaking in Spanish with uh, April. Yeah. And I realized I'm an idiot and I wasted Emily's time because I could have just put that on repeat. Because, oh. yeah, yeah. But, but thank you for doing that because I've been listening to that audio over and over and over again. So the Spanish is in me. I'm like uh, Gabriel Garce- Garcia Marquez. Oh. Or the, the, the Spanish realism. In fact, I forgot his name. Forgot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, wow, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, so uh, in preparation for uh, this telenovela called Amigas, 
which has other uh, uh, amazing performers. Alexa is going to be in it. Ashley is going to be in it. <laughs> Ashley's always fun. Always a fun presence. So is Alexa. The, the two of them are awesome. Uh, and uh, some new talents, some new, some new people are going to be in this. And I'm really excited. I'm really stoked. We're shooting my scenes in a couple days, I think. And I, I feel ready. I feel like the Spanish is in me. I feel like I'm really living la vida loca. You know, and I'm loco. You know. La vida loca. Hey, by the way, I have a question. Sangrona, Sangrona. means brat, right? Like, I would say the way that how my family explained, like, they're, like, bad-blooded. So oh. Very, like... Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, like, somebody that their blood is just wrong. Is, is there a masculine... Is Can you call someone sangrono? Sangron. Sangron? Sangron. It's just a, sangron. Sangron. It's not sangrono. No. No. Sangron. No sangrono, no. No. Okay, cool. Sangron. <laughs> sangron, and then female is sangrona. Amazing. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful language. Exactly. Please adopt me, Mexico. <laughs> I will be such a great son. I will be so good. Iran, literally, they rejected me. When I went there when I was a kid, they were like, who the fuck are you, you little American? And then I go back to America, they're like, ew, Iranian. And so I, I don't know where I am. So all my friends were Mexican, you know. But yeah, so anyway. So in preparation, I watched a telenovela. And unfortunately, you know, April told me that on Funny or Die, there is a guy that, that, she told me this after I told her I was going to do this. And I was like, oh, man, that kind of stole the thunder of what I wanted to do. But I'll just... There's a guy that, like, recounts what happened in telenovelas and stuff. But he actually, like... I wanted to recount what I saw in a telenovela because April sent me a few links to a couple of very well-known telenovelas. And I watched one. And the thing is, it had no subtitles. And again, I don't speak Spanish. So... I will try to recount to you what I think it was about. Cool. Cool? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm you li to know what you yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And you listener, I will I will take you through this. In fact, I have to consult my notes because I watched it a couple days ago. Um, hold on. The the telenovela that April suggested to me was called Ruby. 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 And she suggested another one called Amigas. What's the, it's a very famous one. And, and it was the one that they're sort of spoofing in a, in a way. It's called Amigas something, right? I, I, Amigas y rivales? That one, okay. that one. She sent me those links. And at first I thought I clicked on, um, what is it? Amigas y rivales. It, okay, I, I, I thought I clicked on that. And if you want, put the mic just a little closer. Yeah, okay. cool, yeah. Um, and I thought I clicked on that. And I accidentally cl clicked on Ruby. 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 Mm -hmm. And when I realized I clicked on Ruby on accident, I got kind of got bummed because I was like, oh, I wanted to see Amigas. But then I thought, oh, Ruby is very attractive. Yeah. She's a very <laughs> beautiful young girl. Uh, not young. I mean, well, how old is she? She looks like she's 20-something. Or 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah but she's, is she playing? I'll, I'll, I'll save my questions, but... Um, in fact, Ruby has like music. I had a, uh, you, you pulled this, right? Mm -hmm. You pulled the Ruby music. Okay. Let's, this is the Ruby music. So, yeah. Now, the world of Ruby is, okay, shut up. Okay. Is, is, is a, is a, is a peculiar one. Mm -hmm. Um, 
this is what I think it is about. Ruby is a beautiful, hot girl, woman. Mm -hmm. And she goes to a school and everybody kind of looks a little older, but it's, it's probably like college or a, a high school. Mm-hmm. And Ruby wears an almost like cheerleader kind of letter on her, I think. Like, like it almost looks like she's the cheerleader or something. Or it's almost like a, like a Latin American idea of like, oh, she's the popular, you know, she's... Mm-hmm. And everybody she talks to says, Ruby, you're so hot, and, or, you know, and, and she says, yeah, yeah. But then here's the problem. I think the women in, in the show, mm-hmm. they're upset with Ruby because mm-hmm. she's so caliente. Interesting. Is caliente mean hot? Yeah. Because she's so hot. You yeah. know what I mean? And then there was a part that I had you pull, and I, 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 I don't know what they're saying, but I'm, I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to play because it's kind of fresh to my ears too. But something happens where there's this old woman and she's a, she's a very old woman. Mm-hmm. She seems like a great actress. All of these actors seem great. And she says something to Ruby and then Ruby is like, like, oh, whatever. Like, I hate you or something. Mm-hmm. And then she walks away. But let's, let's play because I thought this was interesting. So I had you pull it. Let's, let's see. Se le estaba olvidando otra vez su rosa. Usted siempre tan pendiente de todo, ¿verdad? Fíjese que sí. Sobre todo de lo que tiene que ver con Maribel. Y qué bueno que se haya dado cuenta porque yo la quiero como una hija. Pues fíjese que ella dice quererme como si fuera su hermana. Qué linda, ¿no? ¡Listo! Cayetano ya te está esperando. Bueno, me voy para que le escribas a tu amado. Oh, sí, sí. Oiga, uh, ese vestido es igualito a uno que se acaba de comprar en Virginia Maribel. Yo se lo regalé, nana. Wow. Ay, niña, qué bueno que hagas obras de caridad. Wow. Que ayudes al que no tiene ni siquiera para vestirse. Okay. The reason I had you pull that, and it's, it's, uh, if you speak Spanish, you know what they were saying. I don't know what they were saying. I think what she was saying was, she was saying to Ruby, you go through life thinking that you can use people and thinking that, that like you can go by with your hotness and stuff and everybody has a problem with you and you and also your attitude is is very um not becoming of someone that is beautiful inside and then ruby is like fuck you you know like i i, I excuse my french but she's like screw you lady you know mm-hmm. and she, i think she says like screw you slut you know like and then <laughs> and then um and then she walks away and then the old lady says, or the elderly lady says, uh, but just wait till you like fall down and hurt your face and <laughs> you won't be pretty anymore. It, so is that kind of, could you explain what was actually going on in that scene? Um, actually, I feel like you got like the feeling of them being like mad towards each other. Right. But everything else was wrong. Wrong? Okay, okay, okay. okay. But, um, I'll be humble about this. Yes. What, 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 what so was actually going on? Essentially, what the older lady said was that she is very much interested in her granddaughter's uh, life, which if you see in the scene, there's um, Ruby and the other young girl. Mm-hmm. 
And um, they have like a confrontation, the older lady and Ruby. And the older lady says to Ruby, hey, um, uh, you forgot your rose. Um, I, you know, so take this back. And also, you know, I am very interested in my granddaughter's life, which who you are hanging out with. Mm. So she's got her eyes on her because her granddaughter is her, like her baby. Oh, I see. I me? see. Like she like raised her. So that what was that last line when she so was? So that last line is because she, Ruby was wearing something uh-huh. that the granddaughter gave to Ruby. Ah. So she's like, interesting. That looks like um, Maribel, which I believe that was her name, the granddaughter's dress. How did you get that dress? Wow. She And then the daughter, and Ruby's all like, your, your granddaughter gave it to me. You know, she sees me as a sister instead of, you know, uh, instead of the older lady, you know, saying that, you know, that's her granddaughter. Well, she, Ruby's comeback was like, well, she treats me like I'm her sister. Wow. And, <laughs> and which, which is like, oh my God, it's like a big, you know, thing. And then to the older lady was kind of being mm, petty yeah. or in a way like sassy and told her, oh, tells the granddaughter, oh, it's nice that you're doing charity work with Ruby because you gave her your clothes. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. So that's a. Uh that's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, that's it gets- that's that's pretty nuts. Let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. uh, Emily. Did you watch this telenovela? Is it still on the air? No, it. This was aired probably in the two thousands, early two thousands. I would say like two thousand and five, because I that's when I remember watching this. Ah. I remember watching this as soon as I got back from school. Really? <laughs> so like two forty five, it would air at three, and it was on channel thirty four. I remember, uh. and I would sit there, and it would be like it was so dramatic and so like. You were attracted to, of course, the oh, Ruby, the, uh, the actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for me, it was the guy. Right, person, right, right, right. But um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that guys normally watched it for the most part. It was more. I see. Girls. I see. Now, I'm. I'm curious. Tell me about the release schedule. Was it every day or was it weekly? Every day. Every day. Every day. These are pre-recorded telenovelas in Mexico. Uh-huh. So obviously Mexico sells it to the U.S., I'm assuming, and then we buy so that they can air it on I see, I see. TV, I, I noticed some lisp, some... Th- 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 so would it be safe to assume that some of these actors are from Spain? Mm. Or are they all from Mexico? They're all from Mexico. They're all from Mexico. So yes. it's, like a, it's like a Mexican production. Mm-hmm. Another question. So do, uh, do telenovelas from say spain make it to mexico and do they for the most part um from recently since i went to mexico i didn't see no um people from like spain the novela yeah but it's more because mexico is true to their people damn straight we are i mean damn straight we uh, Yeah. yeah um they even have like a company that special that especially trains you know their own actors mm-hmm. you know so oh. those same actors that are in that company they make sure to put them in the novelas oh. it's just a matter of you know the actors acting you know to get those parts but we're very true to our people and i think that's what's up. that's good mexican <laughs> pride right yes hey yeah we didn't cross the border the border crossed <laughs> us damn straight yeah. right exactly. right hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah um, so that's my uh, telenovela adventures and stuff. Um, I would like to. I would like to talk about He Man just for a second, just to sort of um, 
I, I, I definitely have thoughts. I, uh, in fact, I'm going to shut the window because maybe I'll animate this. Who knows? One of these I'll animate, but hold up. Let me just shut the door so we don't get any ambulance carrying dead people. So I watched He-Man, Masters of the Universe, uh, produced by Kevin Smith. And I watched, I was super excited about it. I was very excited about it. And the biggest reason I was excited about it was that it was not a reboot. It was not trying to reinvent it. It was not trying to make it like hip or something, you know, like it, it was not trying to make it something that it wasn't. I highly respected the Shira um, uh, redo. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I, I appreciated it. I have seen a couple of episodes. I thought it was good. I didn't watch the whole thing just because, you know, I, I just wanted to see what that was like. I wanted to see how they reinvented that. I didn't mind that. And to be quite honest with you, if they reinvented He-Man and it was cool, I wouldn't care. If it was cool, I wouldn't mind, you know? And one of the things that I really appreciated about this one was the fact that they stayed, they stuck with the style of He-Man. They, they stuck with the character designs. They, they updated it a little bit and the animation was nuts. And usually when I watch animation, I just want to be zonked out of my mind and just watch pretty pictures. You know, I'm not, I, I, I do from time to time watch anime that is not dubbed but I have to be honest, and as sacrilegious as it may be to some otaku nerd or whatever, I, uh, I prefer watching a good English dub of an anime because I just want to look at the pictures. I don't want to read. I know that sounds like I'm a dumb person, but maybe I am. Uh, so I, I did dig it. Now, here's the thing. I just have a, few, I have a couple cents worth of thoughts on the recent controversy with like the nerds and stuff like that. Now, I'm going to go spoiler here, okay? I, I trust that, you know, spoilers for He-Man in one, two, three. Okay, He-Man does technically die at the end of the first episode. He gets killed by Skeletor. And then we follow, for the most part, on this journey, Tila for the four episodes. And I found it odd at first because I was like, whoa, 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 is this going to be... Because then I realized, okay, the title is Masters of the Universe. It's not called The Fucking Adventures of He-Man or something. You know, it's it, that's just what it is. So I thought, okay, I'm with it. I'll follow Tila. Give me... I was really hoping for some he-man and i got it like you get him in flashback and then sure enough he does come at the end and apparently there's this huge controversy because the nerds i mean i'm a nerd i mean everybody's a nerd that's into this stuff but there's a very toxic portion of the fan base i think there's a toxic toxic portion of every fan base uh, that don't like that this is following Tila. They just wanted the He-Man show and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And I watched it. And the thing is, the story is not wrapped up yet. It, it's a two-parter. It's a limited series, regrettably, because I really did enjoy it. Because I, I just, it, I heard that the executive, some executive at Netflix said this to Kevin Smith. And I got to respect it. But he said, I want you to make a He-Man 
that is what I thought I was watching when I was a kid. Interdimensional Alex and I, several years ago, I remember the day even, it was a day uh, we went to a protest actually for the migrant kids in cages because that was like a big thing in the in the news and stuff, just, just virtue signaling a little, ding, 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 I'm a good person. Um, and we went and then... W- Originally, our plan was that day, it was back when this was just a normal, nerdy movie podcast, and we were just talking about movies, just, you know. And that day, we were talking about Conan, the Barbarian, the Conan movies, and Red Sonja, and we watched, I think, two episodes of He-Man, or one episode of He-Man and stuff. And the thing is, if you go back and look at the episodes of He-Man, they're very... um, I don't want to say primitively animated just because, I mean, if you look at my animation, it's pretty fucking primitive, but it's not like, it's not Ghibli. It's not Studio Ghibli. It's not, it's not uh, the, the, the finely drawn cell animation of the 90s Beauty and the Beast. It is pretty primitive. And then on top of that, He-Man, He-Man, He-Man never uses, rarely, I don't think he ever uses his sword to like fuck someone up or something and in fact there's a really cool moment in he-man this this new masters of the universe where a sword is used and then a character mentions like finally you use your sword for what it's intended because in this one they're actually you know it doesn't get like super dark and it doesn't try to be super gory or anything but there's some sword action but then if you look at the old cartoon there's nothing and in fact it's a, it's, it's a weird thing because, and I'll get to this too because I have another topic that I'm going to jump to from this. Um, it's, it doesn't hold up in terms of storytelling. I don't think. I can't say that for certain because I haven't seen a ton of the old episodes. I watched another episode this past Sunday just sort of just wanting to compare and contrast the new one to the old one. And it doesn't hold up. It's not, it's, not, it's not terribly sophisticated as storytelling. It's not something that you can totally get lost in. There's always a goddamn lesson and this and that and blah, 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 blah. It's all of these things. Um, but I still enjoy it. So yeah, I do think this Masters of the Universe is a, is a, after I acclimated myself to the fact that, wait, this is pretty much like the cartoon because Kevin Smith pointed this out and I agree with him that, the old cartoon wasn't just about He-Man and it was about all of these side characters. You know, one of my fondest memories was we used to live in this apartment. I don't even know where, but I think San Jose or something. And there was this neighborhood kid and he just lined up all of his He-Man toys. And I was three and I had one He-Man toy. But you know, when you're a kid, you're not self-conscious and stuff. And he was like, just sort of like looking at his He-Man toys and organizing them. And I just sort of sat and looked at him looking at his toys, just thinking, oh, wow, those are such cool toys and stuff like that. So I love He-Man. I think the toxic fan base needs to go out and forgive me, Emily, they need to get laid or something. They need to find something more important than this kind of thing. I am the type of person that looks to art and stories and stuff the way people look at the Bible and the Quran and the Torah and stuff as 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 guidance and and there are lessons i think in everything and uh i think uh, but that being said you kind of got to just live your life though you can't really rely on entertainment to provide you i mean look if if a piece of entertainment is getting you that angry that you're getting so toxic that you're review bombing or whatever like really um I, I joke when I say go get laid, but really connect with someone on a real level. I think part of the problem with today is that 
Too many people on the internet say things that they wouldn't say to a person to their face. And I don't think I do that. Like I've, on this podcast, I've said bad things about people. And I think if I saw those people, I would say those bad things to their face and they can go F themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I would like to give Kevin Smith a wild seven salute because also him making clerks. Emily, I have to ask you a question. Do you know anything about Kevin Smith? You're, you're younger. You're, you're 20. Emily has never drank before, listener. <laughs> she's, she's a good girl. She's like, you said you're going to wait until you're 21? Yes, That's, August 11th. So what That's about, May I ask, have you ever had like communion? Um, yeah, but the, just the... Just the cracker? Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't give the blood of Christ. No. So you've never had the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. I heard it's pretty good blood. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. But okay, so um, have you ever heard of Kevin Smith? No, I haven't. Okay, Kevin Smith is a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and he's a big inspiration to us. And he's also a very polarizing filmmaker because he definitely has his fans, which I include myself in that category. And he has a lot of haters, which any, I think any valid artist has haters, mm. you know, except for me. I think everybody loves my stuff. Um, uh, but he made a film called Clerks and he was in his 20s. He was around a little older than you, a few years older than you. And he was in his 20s. He was working a minimum wage job. He was working as a cashier. And he made this film, Clerks. Uh, I feel so old even explaining this to you. Um, but he made this film, Clerks, for $20,000, much like how we made Debbie and the Devil for $50,000. We, we had more time. Uh, and ever since then, he's been making these, you know, kind of fun movies that have very wacky dialogue. And he's very fun. And he's been very open with his experiences. And he podcasts. He's a cool guy and stuff. So I would like to officially give Kevin Smith a wild seven salute. We salute you. I like Masters of the Universe. Don't listen to those nerds. They are stupid. And uh, my opinion is the only one that matters. And I loved it. And I can't wait to buy some He-Man toys when I have some extra dough and stuff like that. I should buy some today. But okay, so that's He-Man. Now, I want to get to something. Just, 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 I, I think I will get to this and, and then we'll, I think we'll call it a day. This was a good little solo, solo time. One thing I want to say that I'm a little annoyed about, this is not the thing that I wanted to get to. We'll end on a positive note, but let me just get to my annoyedness. On Monday, uh, Emily, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I went, I go home around four or five or something and and i have shirts to do so i have to split my time between sewing shirts and running wild seven with chris and april mm-hmm. and it's it's it takes up all my time like i i have to wake up at a certain hour to get my you know routine in and stuff like that and so when my routine is fucked with i get pretty irritated and part of my routine is watching monday night raw on monday and watching friday night smackdown on friday those things are the the bookends of my week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I start my Monday with that go from 8 to 11 watch watch Randy Orton doing his thing or or uh, Riddle or you know any of these guys on Monday Night Raw and then I on Friday night I love that world and stuff and every once in a while I watch a new Japan match and stuff. I like professional wrestling. It's a it's a side like I majored in cinema, I minored in professional wrestling. I have a side interest in that. Not that I ever want to be in that business. It's a rough business, okay? Um because of the goddamn Olympics. Yeah. We love the Olympics. Though. No, no. 
Emily. <laughs> you do? Yes. No, 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 Emily, Emily. Uh, wow. Oh, no, em- uh, wow. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Emily, Emily. Why do you- I get home, Emily? And all I want to do, I turn it on. I see, I don't even know what I saw. It was like ice, it wasn't ice skating, but it was a bunch of people running around and stuff. What, what, what about the Olympics do you like? I, my favorite is gymnastics. Okay. I love, the, I love watching that. And also um, the, um, what's it called? The, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking out. The swimming. The swimming. Or also when it's like, um. <laughs> when they're running to like it's track or oh man I, i'm like a big fan because they're representing oh you know? man no like i nah simone biles come on okay She's you want history who better to represent anybody uh-huh. than ray mysterio and his son dominic tag team <laughs> you know what i mean or like they they got middle eastern people on wwe too they're very they're very inclusive Chavo Guerrero, old school guy, you know, like that's, that's, that's where I, so it wasn't on. And then I realized they're showing it three hours ahead. Oh, wow. And, and then I'm like, God damn it. Okay. So now I know this. When is the Olympics over? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I okay. just go on a day, day to day. Let's okay. see how it goes. And then, but I just tend to make sure that I am available when I, when the gymnastics. Really? Uh, okay. Well then let me ask you a question. I heard. That some of the 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 women gymnast gymnasts, mm-hmm. not the ones. I don't know if they're the ones from the Olympics, but so I've heard some women gymnasts complain that the the costumes are too revealing, and so yeah, they wear leotards. Yeah, yeah. So they should wear sweaters. Hey, Alex. Hello, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? We just talked about uh, Alex. Just entered the room. Hey, buddy. How's it going, dude? I don't have a chair here. Can you? Uh, can you? If you want, put that speaker down on off the off the stool. And pull up a chair. I just spoke my thoughts about He-Man. Oh, good. Real quick, give me give me your thoughts because I know the listener cares. Hello. Oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold up. You're on that one. Yeah, for sure. Hello, hello. Hold up. You're way down. Ah, where the fuck? Oh, hold on. Sorry. Talk, speak, please. Speaking. Yeah, speaking. Yeah, one, yeah, two, yeah. three. Cool. How are you, you doing, you don't, folks? You don't care if you have headphones, no? No, I don't. Okay, totally okay, fine. okay. As long as, as long as you can hear the gold coming out of my voice, I don't have to <laughs> yeah, hear it myself. Yeah, yeah, Hey, Big Al. Yes, so sir. I watched Masters of the Universe. I gave my thoughts. Okay. I gave spoilery thoughts, though. Okay, good, because I'm glad I missed it, because I only just less than an hour ago finished episode two of this show. Okay. But you know what's fun so far for me Go is for that it. I actually remember all of these characters. Same. Like, I was sitting there, and before they even said the name, I went, oh, Trapjaw. Oh, Triclops. Oh, Beastman. Man oh, of Arms. Man of Arms. Uh, dude, they even did the faker. Do you remember the faker? Um, I, pro- you know what's funny is before I even knew about the cartoon show as a kid, I remember my parents and I went to their friend's house and they had little boys as well and they had like every Masters of the Universe action figure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are why is one of the He-Men blue? He's blue all over. Yeah. And what's funny is that was, in, and what I love about the anatomy. Oh, I remember that dude. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. isn't it stupid? I love how all of Eternia is fooled by this blue. Like, something's off with this He-Man. <laughs> He's just not acting the same. Yeah, right. let's start with his blue skin, you fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Krishna He-Man. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 I remember. Well, I, yeah. I, and, and so I love that the show right there on episode one brought back uh, Faker. Is his name. Uh huh. And yet they also kind of modernized him so he looked a little more T one thousand kind of like cyborg or like like a Terminator yeah. rather than that. But go on. Question. Sir. Did you recognize Mark Hamill? 
No, I didn't even know he's... Bruh. <laughs> like, so yeah. let me guess. Is he doing Man of Arms? No. No. Way better. Is he doing Cringer? Do you know how I knew? Because I can hear his Joker. <gasps> okay. No, has he shown up already in the first two episodes? Because yeah. maybe... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, who is he? Skeletor. Of course he is. I mean, could you, now that you think now, about it. Who's got that thing at the end there? Yeah. Which yeah. was okay, yeah. And you know, and I actually, I kind of prefer that. Remember, do you ever, boy, you know the worst, the, the worst He-Man episode back in the day? The worst one was the Christmas special. It is so good. Oh, I remember that really awful. well, actually. But the best line in it is because the Skeletor gets kind of heartwarming. Yeah, he kind of, yeah. it's like Skeletor is Uncle Scrooge. Yeah. Or not Uncle Scrooge, sorry. That's, that's. That's DuckTales. Ebenezer Scrooge yeah, is good yeah. proper canon here now. Yeah. He, uh, he, 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 and then they're like, come on, you got to be good because Christmas is about being good, Skeletor. And he says, and I quote, mm, but I don't want to be good. <laughs> I want to be evil. Yeah, I remember there was one part in that where he goes like, but what about fighting? Can we do fighting yeah, on right, Christmas? Right, 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 right. Yeah. He's trying to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we have a slightly bloody Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Can um, I do genocide on Christmas? Yeah. yeah. And, um. and, and I appreciate that so far there is actual violence. In fact, you already spoiled shit, right? Yeah. So I'm going to just talk about episode one because, again, I only know the first two episodes so far. That's hey, Emily, all I could, know. You, could you timestamp or just put a note that this is non spoiler? Like or, or somewhere like like for on the, in the t show notes. So go ahead. Yeah, Alex is non spoiler not. I I have not been spoiled separate. yet. Yeah, I'm still cool. waiting to be spoiled. Yeah, you'll find waiting your sugar for the mama. right man. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, what was I saying before I went into a, some silly character? Violence. Violence. Oh yeah, there's actually been like violence in this. And what I preached about episode one is ha uh, uh, Hamlet. I was about to call him Hamlet. Kind of, sort of. It's a he yeah. man killed like like impaled skeletor and i like how skeletor said at last you finally used your sword that was the part i mentioned that part i just don't remember yeah. which yeah you finally used your sword correctly because it is true even when you're a little toddler watching that old 80s show a part of you is going how come he never uses his sword for sword purposes right, it's always right. for like transforming or like conveniently cutting a rope to make like a heavy weight fall on someone's head yeah, yeah, yeah. but never cutting flesh never yeah. actually using the sword violently and I like that he did use it violently in this episode one, and and, and it cost them everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. So far, I'm digging this show. I don't. I'm curious to see what else is this controversial thing that you're it's, talking about. Can I say something? It's not even spoil. It's bullshit. Just enjoy the show. Okay, good. Because when you said controversy, I was like, oh, are they going full on gay with He Man? Like, is he is he? Oh no, no, up? he does. He kisses Skeletor. Oh, I love. <laughs> I, I hope so. Nice bony jaw. Yeah, to get yeah, all yeah, like, yeah. Come yeah. here. Give no, me no, your he, mandible. He, he doesn't. He doesn't go gay. But but yeah, it's it's one of those things it's, where are people just making controversy where there is none because that seems to be popular these Dude, days. Dude, I realize breathing is controversial these oh, days. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Listen, that oxygen you took in—that's privilege. Right yeah, there. I'm so privileged. Fuck, yeah. I, you know, there you are know, people underwater people right now. Oxygen, they only get CO two. Motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. Um, but no, dude. This and you know what's funny is this last episode had no Skeletor, had no He Man, and. I dug it. Same. I really dig how He-Man is missing. It's kind of like, you know, how um, this last... Oh, wait, hold on. Go I was about it. to spoil something Twin Peaks-like, and I don't want to spoil anything for you, sir, because yeah. you should go through it. So anyway, but um, I, I, I like it a lot. I could also... Some of Kevin Smith's sense of humor is definitely all through it. You know what's funny? I didn't notice it. 
I, I, oh yeah, the, the funny. It's in the dialogue, especially between the two ladies in this last episode. There was a lot of like, it, it just seemed very sort of clerky. I don't know. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I felt we gave him a salute here. We give him the wild oh, seven yeah, salute. Definitely. In fact, in fact, Maya. In fact, I haven't watched enough of his movies. I must admit, I, 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 I find, love him. I find him even more fascinating than some of his movies. Yeah, I mean, I think we've had this conversation. Um, you, you weren't the like the the Kevin Smith teen. I guy. wasn't. A lot of my friends were. Though. I was, and I'm, and I can totally say that. And frankly, I probably should have been. I was just such a moody little fuck, even as a teenager, that I think I thought, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's for all of you who want right, to be right. VHS nerds. But I'm a real VHS nerd. You know, just, just something unhelpful. Because and, and most <laughs> teenagers, they're like slackers, and you were Hamlet. I was, <laughs> you know, so I think I kind of looked down on ha on on slackers, even uh, though I totally probably was in my own way uh, a slacker. I think I thought I wasn't, so I poo pooed that. Yes. Sir. By the way, can we practice some Spanish? We've been doing. We did that earlier. Por favor, practicamos. ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué quieres? Eso es muy grave. Yeah, eso es muy grave. Sorry, that's it. I wanted to say something. <laughs> we were talking about how you're. Um, not on the podcast, just just in the office. Yes. We're talking about how, like, Alex is probably one of the better Spanish speakers. Well, that's why it cracks me up, because when I got the role of Wero, I asked her, do you want me to do it, like, Californese Spanish, or do you want me to really go, like, authentically Espanol? And she's like, it would be hilarious if this very white guy actually is one of our yeah. better Spanish speakers in this production. A, a yes, name sir. emerged, and I have to share it with oh, you. Oh, please. Alex Montalban. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, the hello. first chimpanzee ever to be born in a circus. Yes, yes. Wait, what yes. was that one? That's an escape from the planet of the oh, apes. Oh, right. How and could then I? In, and then in Conquest for the Planet of the Apes, the next one, he says, but I didn't say lousy human bastards. I said lousy inhuman bastards. Wow. And by the blood of St. Christopher of the Cross, I meant it. Wow. 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 <laughs> that's like, wow. Wow. What's it? Deo. Deo. Listen to this. Odos. I can't hear shit. Oh, you can't okay. hear anything? Oh, because right. I don't have no headphones. Oh shit! On, I totally forgot. Oh, I totally forgot. I'm <laughs> no, playing no, no, sound no, no, effects, no, no, and no, Alex is like, you. and then he's looking at me like all stewing. And so, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hey, yeah. So, Alex, um, I wanted to um, close out the show. Yeah. With something, I'm gonna take you guys through something just really cool. Last night, you messaged me. And you said I'm gonna be in the office. Yes. You had some business here. Yes. And I responded with, "Go fuck yourself." No. And I cried myself <laughs> no. to sleep. No, and that's and we've and people and think now, I'm an asshole enough. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, no, I'm actually very nice. I said, I said, Buddha be praised. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I said, yeah. Buddha be praised. And and just because we're always riffing on shit, I didn't think twice of it. But you say there's extra meaning. To right, this right. Here. Okay, so I'm gonna go to my. Um, Which is funny because Buddha himself would be like, praise has nothing to do with it. Right, right. He would have, and then and he'd be like, Buddha, lighten up. Come on. Be like, listen, Buddha, get out from under the tree, all right? Aren't you cramping up in yeah, those legs yet? Yeah. Come on. So the listener may know this, the listener may not know this, and you know this, and certain people that know me know this. Yes. When I go to sleep, I have to put on some sort of sound. Right. I either, if I'm feeling like I've had a day, like usually on days where we do the podcast, I usually put it on just ocean sounds because my brain is already ah, full of words and stuff. Right. But on more relaxed times, I put on, it started with Star Trek, old episodes of Star Trek. Which is lovely. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. lovely to yeah. hear. Yeah. yeah. And, and the end, tying back into an earlier theme, uh, the last Star Trek episode I slept to, Space Seed. 
with oh, right. Ricardo, Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, 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 which was a precursor to The Wrath of Khan. Correct. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Correct. Yeah, technically, one should watch one followed by the other to get the complete tale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on. And... By the way, the first episode I ever saw of Star Trek was the Corbinite Maneuver. Have you ever seen that one? I I have. But Ron long, Howard's long, little brother is in it. Oh, really? Little, yeah. little Ronnie Howard? I think Howard? so, yeah. yeah. Oh, or, I, I don't know if it's Ron Howard or his brother. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's Clint, whatever his name I is. I finally saw one that I've been meaning to see forever, which is The Menagerie. Oh, right. Which I know that so one. It's so funny because really the only reason for that episode was that I think Gene Roddenberry was like, not enough people watch the pilot, so let's retcon the pilot. Right, like right, right. Wait, is that, that's the one that they use the captain that they never used again. Exactly. Okay, well, you want to know something interesting? Please. He returns on Star Trek Discovery. Shut the fuck up. He's fu- the whoa, captain. Whoa, 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 as the character, not the actor. As sure, the character. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was yeah. like, God damn, he's 107 now. The <laughs> actor <laughs> probably really hates Kirk. <laughs> or whatever, uh, Captain, whatever Ooh, the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. in It's like, hey, sorry, I know we said that we were going to, um, you know, put you in this, that you, it kind of looked like you were going to be the main <laughs> right, character right, of the show. Right. We're going to go with a different guy. That, that's, always, that's always sucky. Yeah. But um, so yes, sorry, I always on. have to put on something. Yes, yes. And I, uh, I hold on, I'm going to take a quick swig of coffee because this is going to close out the show. And hold on, I apologize. Let me, yeah, you, play, you, let me play the Deodos. Deo, while, while Deo, I, sorry. I'm Odos. Deodos. Deodos. They owe us. Okay, so it has always been my dream to have, like, for instance, on Amazon Prime, they have a lot of Shaw Brothers kung fu films. Oh yeah, I've seen a, my a good share of them. I've seen a, mm. a a good fair amount of them. I wouldn't say that I'm an expert. I'm not an expert on anything really. Yeah, but I'm always learning. Of course. And one of the things that I like about having like say Star Trek to put on is that when you put it on your Netflix, the episode will just, it'll just keep playing. It'll, it'll go into the next episode and you can just sort of drift off into your sleep. Mm -hmm. And when you wake up, it's still there. It's kind of comforting for me or something. And forever I've wanted to be able to sleep, sleepy time, I call it to Kung Fu movies because They 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 have a nice ambient noise, and it, with the exception of that, you know that kind of is the is the constant punching sound a bit disruptive. No, no, no. But the thing is, usually there's not. It's not constant. True. That's like every few scenes. True. But then usually it's just guys talking in the wilderness, especially in dubbed English. Right, right. You must channel your power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is. Um, I love cinema just because it is like this humongous ocean where there's you can always just reach in there and grab a, a fish. Yes. And the thing is with with kung fu films, older kung fu films, like you look up like say like the best kung fu old school kung fu films. Yeah. You'll run into like the same ones. One-Armed Swordsman, Five Deadly Venoms. Yes. This that a lot of them are directed by this one guy Chang Che who's like I've heard, you know, Tarantino describe him as the John Ford of Oh, what's up, Emily? Is there an outlet? Your computer's dying. Oh, my computer is dying? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Give me one second. Uh-oh. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Nice. See? Okay. See? And without, Emily saved without the day. Emily, this episode would have been... <laughs> and so I thought I... Yeah, yeah, and then that would have been it, yeah. and then I would have had my one of my and you know would have been yeah. freakouts and right. yeah, yeah. Um, not at Emily. Come off a ledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I I have finally found on YouTube and listener, and then the, what I was saying was back to my point. You you'll run into the same ones, the same things, and I, if you if you're like me and you've studied cinema for pretty much all your life, 
you know, you, you really want to find what's new out there. Like, for instance, when I first started a few years ago, I started going to the, the New Beverly on Tuesdays because that was their grindhouse days. Yes. I don't know if they still do that, but I'm so down to have a Wild 7 oh, trip to go there. Dude, you know? I, I'm, I'm kicking myself for not taking more advantage of the Beverly. Well, no, no, none of us knew that theaters would be on hiatus for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I honestly am regretting I yeah, didn't yeah. utilize that more. And might I say, my, my good buddy Rick has a, a cause that he's fighting for with the Vista to, to be able to show um, the works of independent filmmakers. And he wrote an open letter to Quentin Tarantino. Yes, I'm, 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 he's my friend and, and I, Tarantino's a hero. And I, I, let's I hope stand, they meet. Let's hope they, you know, I will broker the piece because I, yes, I love indeed. both of these. I, I don't know Tarantino, but I know Rick and I love Rick and QT seems like a cool guy. And I'll so, just yeah. stand awkwardly in the background and go, and I help. <laughs> yeah, no, I for sure, for sure. We'll, we'll broker peace. I'm all about, we're all about peace here. Yes, but, um, but when I was going there, and I went with Rick a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, when I was going there, like for instance, they would show Kung Fu films that you don't really find on lists. Like the first one that I saw there was this movie called Bastard Swordsman. It was a Shaw Brothers oh, movie. Oh, right. I've heard of this one. I showed you actually once. I remember. We, I didn't show you. I just put it on. You put it on and we kind of watched sort of images. Right, right. And there's even, there's Bastard Swordsman 2, which is a really wacky movie. It's really interesting. That's right. Yeah. It, it's, didn't you have to get that on like another I, region exactly. thing altogether? I got okay. like a like a different region DVD and Understood. stuff like that. Gotcha. And my point being like, because of those trips to the Beverly, I was finding gems that I'm not finding on lists and I'm not finding the ones that everybody knows about and stuff. Indeed. Because again, when you scratch the surface and just scratch the surface, you want to get deeper. Yeah. And so a few weeks ago, I finally found the Holy Grail on YouTube when I searched English dub Kung Fu movie. I found two playlists, one with 600 something movies, another one with 300 something movies. And this is where? On YouTube. They're just there on They're YouTube. They're just there on YouTube. Oh, I fucking love it. Pristine. I'm not. I mean, the print. They're from wacky prints, and, sure, and some yeah. of them are faded. Some of them are yeah. this. Blah, blah, blah. They have that patina to them, and so. Yes. But I've been <laughs> watching. You know, I my, and my method is I I put on the kung fu movie, and then by the time I pass out, like I'll remember where I lost my consciousness, and That's then the next day so. I just you know watch it again. And like yeah. for instance, I watched this movie. I've seen a couple good ones. Like for instance, you know. Everybody thinks uh, the the sequel to Drunken Master is Drunken Master 2 with Jackie Chan. It's not really. Interesting. It's Dance of the Mantis. No, which, but does that... Ha oh, does that have Jackie Chan? No, he's not in it. Okay, that's what I thought. Like but, the but it does have the old man. It has the old man. Gotcha. Who was Yuan Wu Ping's father. Oh, shit. And Yuan Wu Ping, for those of you that don't know, is is the fight choreographer. Like, he did Matrix, Kill Bill, this, that, blah, blah, blah. He right. directed Drunken Monkey. Uh, what was it? Iron Monkey, sorry. Iron Monkey, um, yeah. And uh, he's the guy. Right. And he started way back in the day. His father was this guy... Fuck, I forgot his name, but uh, uh, but he played Sam Seed in in the you know drunken movies and stuff, and he was right. like this old master. And then I even read somewhere after I watched this movie, uh, Dancing Mantis, that it was Yuan Wu Ping's father was very hard on him, and it was one of those families where like you have to be the best in terms of this physical thing. And right. mind you, these kung fu people they came from the Peking Opera. It's like it's yeah. like that's you know what I mean. It's almost dance. Theater. Exactly, exactly. That it happens to be beautiful fighting. It's almost like a ballet in Asia. That's essentially what it is. Right. And like, so so I saw uh, 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 
dancing man. In fact, let me just look at my letterbox and see these gems that I've been discovering. And like, I'm in heaven just because like, I mean, I love just yeah, retiring to my bed and just, just put, oh, <laughs> drunk, Dance of the Drunk Mantis is one that I saw. Oh, okay. The Invincible Armor was one that I saw that was really good. I saw one oh. called Bruce Twan, Seven Promise. It's about this kid that goes and travels and he has to make seven promises like stay away from this, stay away from that, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and he has to wow. go. And then um, last night, for the past few nights, I've been watching The Wandering Monk and it's this, it's just because he calls me a monk. I'm a monk and I call him a wizard because look at him, you know, <laughs> he's a wizard, you know. And uh, it's this dude that just freaking goes around and he's like, cool. For a second, I thought he was he was uh, Gordon Liu, but he's not. Like, oh, I, right, I, I, right. Like, I don't think he is, but like, he kind of looks like him. Yes. And he just goes around all peaceful and shit. And then like, he's like, Buddha be praised. Like everything he's almost, I think he says it like 15 times in the movie. He goes, Buddha right. be praised. Yes. And then like he goes, he, he, he like, and the thing is, it's like told in these vignettes. Like he goes to this mm. town and then one of the vignettes is like, one of the first vignettes is he goes to this town and then there's this guy acting like a monk, but he's not righteous. And yeah. then these people are like, oh, you're a monk. Let us have you in our home. And then he's like, okay, let me have some meat. And then I like, wait, you're, you're a monk. You eat meat. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then he tries to assault the daughter of the person that's hosting him. And then the wandering monk comes and he basically says, you, you're not a monk, you know? And then they fight and then I'll leave it at that. I won't spoil. But oh. it, it's just, I'm, I'm finding a lot of really, really great stuff. Yeah. Man, this has been a solo no, no, no. and a half episode. That, that's Go really cool. And you know what I like about that is that, you know, it starts in India, Hinduism, yeah. Buddhism. Then that Buddhism travels to China and suddenly now you're getting into what's going to eventually, once it goes to Japan, become Zen. Yeah. But it was called Chan in China. And what's crazy is that when like China took on Buddha, that's where you get this guy. But what, what amazes me is that it starts in India. Yeah. Crazy. And there was this guy, Bodhidharma, uh -huh. who was sort of like the patriarch who brought Buddhism to China. Uh -huh. And there's a, fable maybe it's real that he spent many a time staring into a cave wall i promise this is a, this, this, no this no is no, a no. i'm listening i'm little, listening i'm, I'm listening little conclusion to, to this little moment here he's staring into this like cave wall for like years just to contemplate and then this chinese villager comes up to him and he's like hey can you please help me i i i i need you to clear my mind there's just too much on my mind he's like oh well present your mind to me and i'll clean it for you and he's like well i I can't seem to find my mind. There you are. You've just solved your own problems. Buddha be praised. Buddha be praised. Buddha be praised. Okay. I think we feel good. I think we got some good solid content. You know, I'm I one final thing. I have a Kung Fu Sifu on YouTube. Like I watch these training videos. And no Emily, way. do you have a do you have do you have enough like space on your phone to take a video? Take a video real fast? I want to show my Kung Fu method. And uh Wait, you know what? That's too visual. But I will say, you know the the it, the grasshopper. What what do you call it? Like where you do the, this the crane thing. The crane the, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my first bit of training, my sifu says, "Okay, do that. That's easy, right? Now do it with your eyes closed." Oh yeah. It's a totally different thing. Right. And I've been trying to stay steady in the crane style, Emily. If you see, I'm doing it right now, listener. You can't see it, but it's like this. But then when I close my eyes, you know the. Your balance goes crazy because so basically if you do the crane style close your eyes your muscles will develop you'll be able to whoop ass yeah you know what i yeah, mean dude. yeah that's it 
Wow. Your yeah. eyes can deceive you. That's Don't right. trust them. That's right. Okay, so pluggity plugs. Okay, so visit our websites, www.wild7studios.com. Go to our Instagram, www. No, wait, there's no www there. there uh, Wild 7 Studios. Uh, visit my personal website, nasred.com. That's where you can find the website. You can find the podcast. And um, it was going so smoothly. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'm fried. I have to yeah. go and I have so much shit to do. It's a lot of stuff here. Earn your keep, it's buddy. a lot of stuff. Hey man, I love it. Hey, we're, we're, we're really blessed. What's this? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's the show, everybody. That was my Kung Fu Travels, Masters of the Universe, Telenovelas, Alex Montabon, Excellent Emily, and there we have it. So uh, stay tuned for lots of things. Uh, if you have a film festival in your town, Call them up and say, hey, why don't you program Debbie and the Devil, you son of a bitch? Exactly. And then they'll be like, hey, why are you being so aggressive to us? And then you'll be like, I don't know. I got problems, man. You know. And then you take anger management. Don't talk to people like that. Just ask them politely. Okay. All right. So that's the show. That's the thing. Is the end bumper on this too? Okay, I got to press that button too. I got to remember that. Okay, so many things are happening, gang, listener. I mean, Wild 7 is growing on a daily basis, and I'm glad that we got to have a nice little intimate time. And uh, I'm glad Alex dropped in. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Alex is the Mr. McFeely to my Mr. Rogers, even though he's Mr. Rogers, making me confused. <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? Back to mail for you, Mr. Red. Yeah, <laughs> next. They're all covered in blood. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. McFeely. Unfortunate name you have. Well, I earned it. Do women ever say, hey, can you McFeely me? Every morning. Yeah, that's but cool. I say, oh, not now, ladies. I got to make my rounds. Yeah, that's cool. You, you say, not now, ladies. I'm a government worker. Exactly. You know, that's good. Mr. McFeely. Emily, did you have fun? Yes, I did. You did? Yes, cool. Awesome. Did. We're going to post this. is going up next Monday. And uh, shoot a movie, not a person. If you're a fan of the Wild 7 Podcast, make sure to check out the other shows on the Wild 7 Podcast Network, like Simpin' After Dark and In the Words of Alex Rogers.